Welcome to the Not That Simple Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Today we have a special guest with us to kick off our new series, College Students in Real Life. Today we have Mary. Um, we're going to let her introduce herself. Hello, I'm Mary. I study psychology and also marketing and modern languages. And two years ago, I started my personal brand called Moon Brand. And today I'm going to be here to talk about it. So Nicole is not here with us today due to the fact that she is on a school field trip to the beach. So today I will be discussing basically Mary's brand, Mary's company and how she got to where she is today. Um, so first things first, basically give us a play-by-play on how Moon Brand started and what it is really for our listeners. Okay, so as I said before, Moon Brand started two years ago and everything started during quarantine. I think that a lot of people were able to just have a lot of time to think about themselves and maybe introduce new things to to their life. And in my case, uh, I'm Spanish, but I lived in Brazil for six years. So I spent a quarantine in Cordoba. So I had a lot of time to just go through my house, see all my old stuff. And I just like saw a lot of artistic things that I used to do when I was younger. But when I went to Brazil, I kind of stopped doing it. So I just thought that since I had so much time, so much free time, that I wanted to play around with things that I used to do in the past. So then I I had like materials for earrings and those things. And I started making those, but I wasn't obviously super, super happy with the result. It wasn't obviously very professional, but since I had so much time that just I was entertained, basically. And at the same time, my mom is so, so artistic. It's something that comes in the family. My grandma had a store. She made my mom's clothes since she was like a baby. And then my mom is also very creative. So I just got the creative part. I'm not that good at sewing and those things. But yeah, I was like doing earrings. And at the same time, my mom was doing crochet. She has always done crochet, but it has never been something professional in the sense of selling and yeah. So we started with a very small collection. It was basically crochet bags and small earrings. And since we were in lockdown, I didn't have much to do, so I couldn't really buy things or do anything. So we were working with the things that we had. And, And I just like started on Instagram, posting pictures. My friends were the ones that helped me the most and my family. But it was obviously hard to grow and to go outside my my circle. But then with time, I just realized that I don't have to do the whole product. I thought that in order to do a personal brand, I have to be the one that does the whole product. Or my mom, I'm saying like. And I realized that obviously I can get help from, from other people, people that are professional and people that really know how to do it. So we continued with the crochet bags, the earrings were gone, and I started working with metallic mesh. I really love sparkles, glitter, and those things. 
And my I talked to my mom about it, and I thought if she were, was able to do, do the, those bags, but she told me that it was very challenging. So we uh, found this tailor in, in Madrid, and I designed really simple design because I don't even study design, and we made small collection, like four colors. And then I worked a lot on the marketing because I thought that since I was a online shop and I didn't obviously have a physical store, my image was super important. It was the most important thing. The product is obviously important, but the image is just everything. And yeah, I worked with a photographer, some models, people that just wanted to help me, professional models, but just like they liked my 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 project and they thought that why not? I'm gonna do it for free. I just want to help this person. No, I really I was Nicole and I were obviously stalking your your brand's Instagram, and we did notice the change in kind of aesthetic of the feed. Basically, uh, I liked the crochet, but wasn't quite my style. So it was very hard for me to just sell something and put pictures, different outfit with something that me in the first place wouldn't wear it. So it was just yeah. like very weird. And yeah, I wanted my mom to make those things because she really liked it. But I just realized that it wasn't really me, that I was kind of faking myself, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. So I just said, okay, I'm just gonna stick with the metallic mesh because it's what I really believe in and what I really like. Yeah. I have to say I do love the metallic collection on your website. My favorite is probably Martini. It's the silver, all silver one, right? Yeah. Um, so you mentioned that your mom basically helped you really get it off the ground, but then your friends, like fellow colleagues were the ones to really like continue to support you as you transitioned in style that was more you did you was it a lot of work to i guess do the outsourcing of tailors models photographers while you're studying was that difficult to do at all yeah i mean i actually my major is psychology so i remember one year so it was my second year that I was studying psychology because I'm passionate like I love psychology but I felt like I had two lives at the same time like kind of Hannah Montana <laughs> I was like having to yeah it just felt like I went to class loved what I was doing but then I came home and I was doing my business and like no one not no one but in school no one knew about it in in terms of teachers so they didn't quite help me that much because it was just like a psychology class. But then what I, when I started with my marketing classes, I just felt like, okay, everything that I'm learning can be applied to what I'm doing. It was just the phase when I was just psychology that it was a bit harder. What is your like daily or weekly, monthly, whatever you choose, day look like when you're working, not going to school or both? How do you balance both in a sense? So basically the logistics of the brand has changed. Uh, before I, I was basically packaging everything and now I, the person that works with me, so the tailor is also doing the shipping, but that started two months ago. So before it was really, it was really hectic. I would get from school and then I would have 
a lot of stuff to do. And it was also like, it wasn't the fact that I had to do packages and stuff. It was also like a lot of mess, a lot of materials there, a lot of papers and boxes and things like that. So it was a bit, a bit messy. And, and for me, I think that it's not only the packaging and, and those things, because at the end of the day, when you have, when you've sold something, you feel so grateful and so happy that you're like, I'm going to find time to do it, if it, even if I have to do it at 1 a.m. or something. But I think for me, what was a bit hard, or it is still a bit hard, is the marketing, the marketing part. I mean, the social media, because it's something that you have to do every day, every day. I have to show up. I mean, I'm not an influencer, but in order for the brand to be for to get to more people and to be more human, you have to show up and just show people different outfits, how to combine it or things that you're doing so people get to know you because at the end of the day, of course you start with your friends, but in order for the brand to grow, you have to start meeting different people and going outside your circle. So the more that they know about you, the yeah, the better relationship you're going to have with your customer. It's like if you're dating. If you start dating someone that you don't quite know, then you're a bit more, you're not going to be so comfortable. You need to know more information. Is fashion something you've always been into? Yeah, I mean, I've always liked fashion. It's true that when I started um, with my major, both psychology and marketing, I think that I got a bit more into it because I understood it a bit more more in more depth, not only about I like this clothes or I like this outfit, more about what clothing means. So for example, I read this book. I don't really read that much, but since I read this book, I'm gonna mention it. Uh, the Psychology of Fashion, I really recommend it. It's really good. It, the different chapters talk about different parts of fashion. But yeah, basically how your outfit can help you with your self-esteem, what clothing says about you, so many things. Or you can also meet a lot of people because you have the same style or so many things. It feels like it's only clothing, it's only cloth, it's only something that it's in the outside, but it, it says so much about you and it can give you a lot of confidence and a lot. And I think that you can also... Uh, talk to a lot of people and find things in common because of clothing. We like the same style. We like this uh, type of outfit. Well, like you said before, when you were referencing dating to the type of marketing, I feel like I and Nicole can vouch for this too. The way that if you're trying to date like men or women dress, it like tracks them to you. Like you may not know their personality, but it's the, one of the first things people notice is what you're wearing and that makes a lot of sense that there's a and like a psychology study behind like why fashion is so relevant I guess in general so for your brand you said you started it over COVID where do you see yourself with your brand your business once in the future in general and I guess basically once you graduate like, what does your future look like and if the brand is still in it? This is actually a really interesting question because a year ago, I won this giveaway that was a marketing 101. And we were I was talking to this coach and she asked me the same question about a year ago. And I remember that I said, I mean, 
I'm basically doing this for fun. I don't see myself in the future doing it because I just don't think that it's professional enough or I don't see much, much with it. I was just like doing it for fun. But it's funny that with time and meeting a lot of people and just seeing myself with the things that I've done, I actually see myself in the future doing it. Of course, I want to pursue other things just to learn more. But it's actually my dream to be able to to work with it. Before, I think that I was doing it for fun. But because of my mentality, I didn't, I didn't dream to do it. So I feel like if you don't dream to do it, then you're going to do it for fun and you're not going to put in that much effort. But the thing is that when you dream and that's that's ultimate your that your that's your ultimate dream then you're going to find time whenever you're not going to go out because you have to work with it or people say but how do you do it there's no time you're going if you really really like it and you believe in it i think you you find the time that's definitely really important because when we started this podcast like last semester before we even started it nicole and i and even bella even our other friends for fun we would, I don't know if anyone else does this, but we would record ourselves just on our phones, like the most random conversations whenever we were walking or hanging out. And Nicole especially was like, we should start a podcast. But then she kind of convinced me and I was like, I'm willing to put in the effort to do this, do this, even if it's just for fun at first, because we want to do it. And yeah, we're both, I mean, we're both double majors. We're, well, I'm a double major. She's a major, um, and I'm two minors and we have our school, but we also want to do this because one, a great way to just document like what we learn in life. Like you were saying, you're, what you're learning in school, you apply it kind of to your brand and it reflects in that. And with us, it's kind of a way for us to just audibly document what we're learning on a like daily, weekly basis while we're here, you know? And with me, I run the Convivium at school, Convivium Magazine's Instagram. And I have, don't usually have any experience with social media, like marketing specifically. And it's kind of a different spectrum than fashion because it's what I'm trying to market is art and written work. And so I'm trying to learn through my classes, like how to do that. And it's been interesting so far. I felt it has changed so much since we first started the Instagram, but I think that's really cool. I, I, we, Nicole and I, whenever we thought of bringing guests on, you were one of the first people that we thought of in general. Like we thought of our friends because we're like, oh, we should have them on because they're going to get mad at us if we don't have them on. But then we were, we love brains. We have like lists and lists of like ideas and people we want to have on the podcast because we are so proud of even people we don't know, but be, but we're proud of people like us, people who are going to school here, people who want to do something because they want, because they have a passion for it outside of school. And so kudos to you, basically. Um, do you have any, I mean, any other advice that you would give anyone to either starting their own business, anyone who is trying to balance school and something they want to try or just any sort of advice for people like that? I mean, I would say that to start a brand, it's, it's a bit hard, but like I said, if you're passionate about it, it's going to make your life 
a bit easier. Also, it's a crazy journey. You're going to have days that are amazing. You've sold so many bags. Then you have months and months not selling or you're stuck with the same amount of followers. It changes so much. But one thing that I'm so grateful for starting this brand is the people that I've met. It, it can be people from school, people that didn't quite know me, but due to the brand and just seeing me on Instagram, they got a different idea of me and they were like, I had no idea you liked fashion. Maybe I, I liked one of your outfits, but that's it. I didn't know more about it. So people just saw me with a different lens and, and it's cool to connect with people because of it and also people online. I'm so grateful and I tell my online friends about it because there are a lot of people out there that can have the same passion. They are starting their own brand or, or whatever it may be. And you find them online and you can talk to them for so long because I think we've been always, we've always had this idea that, okay, we have to find our friends in school. Obviously you're gonna find your friends in school, but it's also cool to find friends in, uh, in different places just because of your, your passions. And then the last thing that I would like to say is that a lot of people think that when you start a brand or more specifically a fashion brand, people think that, or you study fashion or you're so good at design or you're so good at whatever. But honestly, I don't consider myself to be so good at design, so good at Photoshop, like none of that, I think. And I consider myself to be some like kind of creative. People tell me that I'm creative. So it's like, just find something that you like and just follow with it. It's not that when you start a brand, you have to be good at everything. It, it's impossible. And then you stop yourself from doing it just because you feel like, oh, I'm not good at Photoshop, so then I'm not going to do it. I'm not good at design. I'm not going to do it. So just if you want to do it and you're good at one thing, just stick with that thing. And, and I think it, it, it's going to be great. And you don't have to start a project and it's already going to be amazing. Like I've talked to people and it's like, I'm afraid of doing it because it's not good enough. I or, mean, I started or that they're going to fail, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's gonna it's gonna improve with time and it's gonna change and and that's it. It's life. Life is like that, to be honest. I feel like that's how a lot of not to like boost your ego or anything, but I feel like that's how a lot of successful people think. People start from nowhere with the smallest idea, maybe not the most advanced skill set and whatever they wanna pursue, whatever new idea they have. I feel like people who have any sort of inclination to want to pursue something outside of like what their brain is telling them to study in school or the mainstream like job market. If there's anything else someone wants to start, I think people need to start realizing that it's more of like not, don't care what like other people think, what society like labels as a success, I guess, or a failure because if it matters to you and you have fun doing it, no matter if you're, need help or aren't the best at it compared to other people who are doing it and just do it because honestly like with us we have Nicole and I have no experience with any of this like I we are still learning yeah and I feel like now it's way like it's easier to start because before everything was way more complicated mm -hmm. so I feel like now you just like like something create an Instagram create a TikTok create whatever it's easy. 
I mean, obviously, there's this part of like, what are people going to think? And that's always going to be there, even yeah. if you have 100K or whatever. So it's like you were saying, I think, just find something that you like and, and try. And if, and if it doesn't work, try another thing. Or sometimes you think that it's not working, but you just have to give it more time. And yeah, and I'm actually like, sometimes I just see myself doing what I'm doing and I get, and I get very surprised actually, because just thinking about myself, I'm actually someone very shy and I always think about stuff so many times before I do it. So I think that's something that helped me so much is that when I started, I started just for fun. I think that if you start with the idea that it's gonna be something professional and this is gonna be my future, I mean, of course you can start like that, but I'm just saying that it gives you so much pressure and I think that you're not gonna do, sometimes you're gonna end up not doing it just because of, of that pressure. So since I started as a joke, like for fun, I think that it was easier for me because then it went just like it was growing, it was growing a bit, a bit, and a bit. And I think that that can help with, with anything. This idea that when you start something, it has to be perfect or people are going to think, what am I doing? This is not good enough. Then makes life harder. Yeah, I have to say that, I mean, I mean, I feel like that applies to a lot of things, like doing something you don't necessarily like or if you're too uptight or serious, it's not going to come from a place of passion. It's kind of having to go with the mindset that anything can happen. But I feel like going into it being, like at the very beginning, going into it being like, this is something I like, period. Let's see where it goes. Yeah, I mean, I think that one thing that I didn't mention, and I think it's interesting, interesting to mention, is that also when you start, there's this pressure and this anxiety that comes from the people that you know, which is also a bit difficult because you are the one that is saying, okay, if I start this, it has to be perfect. But I think that maybe your parents, your family or friends can also think that. It's like you're, for example, they can say you're wasting your time. Why don't you study? Or a lot of other sentences. Yeah. So I think that that's another added pressure. So it's like you don't want to have the pressure of being perfect in order to start. But if other people around you and people that you love are also saying the same thing, it's it, it makes it difficult to do it. Yeah, I have to say, like I Nicole and I are very grateful and very lucky to have parents and family who are very supportive <laughs> of this. I guess we, I guess hobby, our like mm-hmm. extracurricular, fun, <laughs> but difficult activity, and it means so much that my parents like supported me, and like my friends support me. It even those little things, it, it means a lot that we come like we step out of our studio, and people who are close to us or even not close to us are supporting us. And we're very lucky to have that. And I can't imagine how this would have gone if all of the people who normally are in our daily lives were telling us not to do it. Yeah, I think that for me, one of the most important things in order for this project to work was both of my parents being like, do it. I know you're going to have fun. I know that 
that it's gonna be that it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be good. You're gonna learn so much. And I think that that thumbs up from my parents was so so important for me because I was also talking to other friends about it, and they were like, no, but if your parents were against it and you were super super passionate about it, you would do it. And I'm and I'm like, okay, but if my parents believe in me and they see potential, I think it's it's easier and you go home and they're like, how how has it been? Like, for example, Black Friday, there's discounts, how did it go? Or my father talks to some of his, some of his friends or one, one time he posted it on LinkedIn and I was like, oh my God, he really believes in yeah, it. Yeah, when we first came out with this, our parents, well, at least mine, they were po- reposting on Facebook, on LinkedIn, like sending it to the family or my family group chat. Like I got a text in my family group chat that was like, it was like me, my mom, my dad, my sister, my brother, my sister-in-law. And my dad was like, Jaisal's first podcast episode is out. And every time I release an episode and I, t- I tell them and then they always respond like love or sometimes I don't tell them. They're like, love the most recent episode. And it's just so, I, I don't even know how to describe it. It just makes me feel like proud. It makes me feel happy even though it's not successful or yet or professional in the terms of other podcasts or whatever. It means a lot that they support me. Yeah, I mean, I think your your parents your parents can help you so much, but I think that you can also have boundaries and things that are okay and things that are not okay, for example, and that's totally going to depend on families and different people. But for example, in my case, um yeah, they were super supporting of of the brand and everything, but my major is the main thing. <laughs> like school is the main thing yeah. and you never know if, for example, I finish school and it's actually working super well and I work with my brand and I find other people and partners or whatever. But my major is is my main mm-hmm. thing. It's my first priority. Priority. So it, it, it depends. Maybe some people say, okay, I just don't want to finish my major. I'm just going to do this. But it depends. Yeah. there's a, I feel like there's a spectrum I guess, I guess I could use the word entrepreneur. Um, there's a spectrum of like entrepreneurs. There's like the people who like Steve Jobs, you know, like drop out of high school, start a business, and then it takes off. And then there's people who are, you know, they have to make ends meet. They're doing it because it gives them, it, like it's their only option. And then there are people who are priv- more privileged like us who can go to school, study something that they love, but then also do something else outside of that that is also something completely different but something they also love doing i think your business is especially at school but even laura school is small it's you see your brand and from your instagram it seems very six i think it's successful and i think it's very cool that and nicole does too that you have this and you can show people this and wow pursuing something you actually like studying psychology yeah, some people tell me, I mean, when I see your Instagram, I think that you're very successful. And I'm not going to say that I'm not, but obviously social media is a bit fake. I'm not saying that I fake any of my posts, any of my stories or anything like that. But obviously we show on social media the best parts, the best parts of a podcast, the best parts of an influencer and so on. So 
yeah, I consider myself and my brand to be successful, but there are days, months that are very complicated because I think with, with marketing and just brands and in general, it's, there's not a recipe. A lot of people tell you, okay, you have, you need to have a good product. Okay. I have it. I need to have like, um, uh, sorry, like followers and this like people, you know, I need people, I need clients. Yeah, I have it. But then suddenly it doesn't work. There are no sales or maybe, I don't know, there, there are problems and the logistics doesn't work. And for me, I think that my biggest problem was growing, growing on social media and just more people knowing about it. And a lot of people tell me, okay, just like try Instagram, try TikTok. And I do it and I do it and I do it. But it's also the problem that a lot of people are starting a lot of people are doing so many things that it's sometimes hard to stand out. You have to do something that is completely different or maybe your product is not completely different, but the way you sell it, it's completely different or your profile is completely different. There has to be something that is unique to you and, and sometimes it's very hard because you see people or you see brands that you think are not as good or maybe the quality is not as good or whatever. And they're super su successful. Like I know brands, for example, one of my favorite small brands in Spain, Nude Project, I'm literally wearing one of his their sweaters. And they started, like I started, like they said that they had like 2,000 followers, something like that. And then they created a giveaway. And in that giveaway, in like a weekend or something like that, I don't remember, they gained 50K followers. So it's like, you never know, maybe they were like 2,000 followers for the longest time, but then they did something like that and it works. So it's not always about the product. It's not always about the image. A lot of times it's about just luck or it works. It, it, so sometimes it's complicated because you want your project to, to work, but sometimes it's just luck, to be honest. Would you say when you first started this the brand that you would be where you are today knowing that you started this brand two years ago so i actually never thought of how successful the brand was going to be but if the brand was going to be alive that was like like would i still be doing this in yeah, two years exactly yeah. that's what i think all the time it's like in five years is it going to be in 10 whatever and just because it's not only about being successful and selling and all those things, I think it's also my mentality. Like maybe I just like feel like I want to give up. And it's not that you're giving up because it's not successful, just because you're you're tired. And also brands, when you start brands alone, because I don't have any partner and now I'm not working with my mom anymore. It's very just me. So it can be a bit lonely at the same time because my parents help me and I work with different people, but the day to day is just me. I mm -hmm. go to class and then when I get home, I just have to do the brand stuff. So I didn't know if I was going to be doing it. Not about if it w I was going to have 10K or if I was going to have whatever many followers. It's more about am I going to be still able and with the, with the passion? Is the passion still going to be there or maybe... It's just gone. 
have you ever, I mean, you mentioned that you meet a lot of people on, online who have similar interests or in person who have similar interests. Have you ever, has a thought ever crossed your mind to be like, oh, maybe like merging or collaborating more on a day-to-day -day basis with other brands? Actually, I was talking to my dad about it because he was telling me how, I mean, one person alone, obviously, they that they can be successful. But sometimes it's just like being alone all the time. You need someone else to hype you up and to have different ideas and not, because it's always me. It's my ideas. Maybe I tell my dad and I'm like, do you like this idea? Or I tell my friends, do you like this idea? But just like someone that is going to sit with you and talk the, to you about it. And I don't know, I feel like it's it's complicated due to the fact that the brand is already there. Like, it's not, it's already a thing. So I'm, I'm not quite sure. Maybe another brand that it's also starting and I believe in the style, maybe I can collab. But what I think is complicated is to just partner with someone, someone that doesn't have a brand. I think that it will be difficult because it's really hard to find someone that views the brand the same way that you do. Because, for example, I sell metallic bags and since day one most people think that my brand is just for parties to going out and stuff and since they day one I was like but I can wear it whenever I want I can go to the supermarket with it or whatever so I think that if you partner with someone that has this mindset that it's only for parties that's an, an small, a small example but if you're it narrows it down too much. You want someone who will contribute to the mindset, right? You want someone who will not technically like try to push the brand into this one niche of partying or going out or fancy wear or whatever or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I think I mean it's trying to like find like your 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 business soulmate, you know, someone who you can share this project with and make it grow and maybe that is what you're missing yeah i mean i think there there's also different options it's not always that you're gonna collab with someone so like a partner it can also be for example i'm lacking design and then i can work with a designer but it's not only for that bag but it's gonna be your designer so it's someone that's gonna work with you it depends i think that those things are very different because that's gonna be someone that's gonna work for you, for that thing. It's really challenging. I think it's really difficult to find someone that thinks the same way and that you trust because there's a lot of things going on when you partner with someone. There's so many, dis there could be a lot of disagreements and a lot of things could happen. Mm -hmm. But I think that's almost kind of normal, I guess, you know, like not everyone is an exact carbon copy of each other, even if, like Nicole and I have this, like same understanding, same outlook on this project, this podcast. But we have so many different ideas on like episodes. For example, today I was working on Instagram post ideas and there are some things she likes and some things I don't, but we agree 
on certain things. And I guess like, I don't want to say compromise is the way to go because it's your brand, especially from your stance. You started this by yourself. Like Nicole and I started this together. So there's almost that underlying, well, we started this together. We both have equal responsibility. We need to understand the small things that differ between our opinions. But yeah, that makes a lot more sense since you started this. You want them to kind of respect what you already have going. Yeah. Yeah, I think that usually what happens is that if, for example, it's not working out and you are looking for someone else, I think that usually you start something new. So both people start fresh with an idea in common. But I feel like if one person already has one idea, I mean, obviously you can find someone, but maybe it's a bit more more challenging to find, like you were saying, your soulmate. But like you said... This is your brand. You have no idea what you're going to be once you graduate. You know, you're kind of just a little bit in for the ride. Honestly, you you never know what's going to happen. You can plan things and you can have dreams, but you you never know. Maybe something happens like what we were talking before with the other brand. Like you do a giveaway and then you get 50K. It's like, what? (laughs) Have you ever thought about doing that or did you? I mean, I've done giveaways and I've gained like, 100 or 200 but 50k yeah is insane but it's like a really big giveaway it's like this trip to wherever but but you never know sometimes it's like oh my god i'm putting so much money on this giveaway but if something like that happened it's just like and i think nowadays your followers the people that are constantly there seeing your instagram or your socials are very important you have because you can have a really good idea a really good brand but if you don't have clients, if you don't have people to see your 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 project, there's there's no there's no way unless you start something physical, and then you start with a brand or you go with other people. And I mean, one thing that I thought was super super interesting is that I tried two different giveaways in the span of like six months or something. And first I tried one that was the typical giveaway. It's random. We don't know who's going to win. Just like comment, mention your friends, whatever. And then we're going to pick one. And that one didn't quite work that well. And I feel like people think that they're not going to win when it's something random. Uh, It's not going to be me. It's probably not going to be me. But then I did another one that wasn't quite a giveaway. It's more of a challenge or something like that. And it was basically you comment and the comment with more likes is the one that wins. So that one worked very well. It was insane. Really? It was insane. I had like, it's like 2,000, what, 700 followers, something like that. And there was this girl that got 2,600 likes on her comments. She went like out of it. Like she talked to everyone she knew she talked to this very famous account she was like she really wanted to do it and I thought it was really interesting because I think that when we we think that we have the power to win it's like I can tell all my friends I can do all of this we think that we're gonna be be able to win we feel powerful like I'm in control of winning this giveaway but then there's always the downside because a lot of people say oh, that's not fair. She like texted this famous account or she's an influencer. It's it's very hard to find the perfect balance. 
it's it's like what are people going to participate but they also feel in in control of it and they it, it it's complicated but at the same time giveaways can help a lot and if you if you also connect both mm, a giveaway and an influencer which influencers are another interesting topic <laughs> um it can be good but yeah basically with with the influencer i'm just gonna mention a bit and then i want to know your opinion also okay <laughs> basically the whole idea with influencers is that when you're starting you need them because you need to reach more people and stuff like that and the thing with influencers is that since they know that they need you they tend to be very rude like most of them are very rude like or they don't respond or for example they say i'm gonna do a story and maybe a post or something like that or usually just a story and it's literally the bag on top of the of their bed and you can't really see it and it's like they know how important it is for you to send the bag because it's also a lot of investment it's that bag that i'm not gonna sell also the shipping and they they don't care but there are also other other influencers from I mean, that happened to me that I, I did send one bag to this influencer and I sold like eight, nine bags one day. So it so it's crazy. They have a big influence. I mean, obviously they're influencers. But I'm just saying it's so crazy how yeah. people function. It's like <laughs> I you post it since you're cool or because I like your style, I literally buy it that day. I think that's all I have for today. Is there anything you'd like to say? I mean, the last thing that I want to say is that I'm super thankful that that you thought of of me to to come here because it's actually the first time that I talk about my brand in something more formal. Actually, one time they did this small article, but that's it. it and it's sometimes weird to articulate and to talk about it. I really like your project as well, and I'm, I think it's super cool, and I'm very grateful. I don't know where the sphere stops between your customers and our listeners because I feel like a big sphere is that is people who go to school with us. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see. You know, we have a lot of different listeners from everywhere, a perk of going to an international school. But hopefully this boosts your, your sales or something. Um, but it's been a pleasure talking about this because, like, young business owners, college students don't get a chance to talk about their passions and the process so thank you for coming on and thank you so much yeah. for having me so stay tuned for the next episode also go follow us on instagram at the not that simple podcast we will be posting more on there too also go give a follow to medi's brand moon brand bags on instagram at buy moon brand give that a follow check out her website and buy one of her bags and yeah, thanks for listening. Bye, guys.